All right, and it looks like the stream is ready to go here. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 213, the place for Xbox talk and more Sunday evenings. Naturally, this is your host, Invader, and it's great to have you all here with us. Tonight, we'll be diving into news of, well, a couple of Xbox games having some really impressive numbers. As well, we have rumors and leaks galore concerning a bunch of Xbox projects. We'll get into all that and more, but first, let's get to some intros, shall we? And let's see, joining the panel tonight, we've got a returning friend. You might know him uh, from the social media spaces, on Twitter, on YouTube. He uh, He's quite the uh, the memester. He uh, makes a lot of good comedic content. Please welcome Surgeon. How have you been, man? Surge? Hmm. Looks like he's been silent. We'll get back to you in a, in a sec, Surgeon. Uh, moving on to the TXR panel, Centurion Pal, how you, uh, have you been playing, like, any games recently, uh, over the past week or so? Yes, I have definitely been playing some games, oh, Surgeon's back, you there, Surgeon? Uh, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you now. What the hell happened? <laughs> uh, we'll let give, Surgeon give... introduce himself first, then. Sounds good. Yeah, Sorry, I just I all I said was I'm I've just been memeing and dealing and just being an all around clown on Twitter. So no, you go ahead, Centurion. <laughs> ah well, uh, it's Sunday night, man. What can I say? There is things to talk about. Yes, I have been playing some games. Um, hilariously enough, I did go check out the gunk for a few minutes, but I keep playing my crack known as Elder Scrolls Online. I can't seem to put that game down. But I also, Invader, have been uh, playing Vermintide 2 Warhammer. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you need to hang out. Uh, my brother and his kid picked up Vermintide, um, and so did his wife. Now we're all playing Vermintide pretty much on a regular basis here and there. You definitely got to join us. I, that game is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. It's one of my favorite co-op games uh, this past gen. Like, I just... The combat's great. Uh, levels are awesome. I like the detail in it. Enemies are fun to play against. Oh, it just—it's my cup of tea. Plus, I'm a Warhammer guy, so it's all good. It's my cup of tea. Uh, moving down the list here. Uh, oh, hey, Shockley, seeing you popped in there. How's the week been treating you? Shock. Oh, when I hit unmute, it like went mute. I think it double tapped it. I think, that, I think that's what happened to me as well. <laughs> I was like, I clearly hit it and unmuted yeah. it, but I don't know if my fat fingers hit it. Um, but yeah, not much. Just been enjoying the uh, football week. Been uh, been exciting. So just like last weekend, <laughs> for anyone that uh, watches uh, NFL. Um, you know what, Invader? Do you guys uh, do you do you watch the NFL? I'll admit I'm not the biggest like NFL guy, but like I've been sort of. I just like, wondered if Canadians up. watched. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no no no. We uh we definitely watch it. Um, I'm just like for me personally, I, I watch like more like soccer, hockey, F1, and so on. Yeah. But uh, I don't. Know. What's update? What's update, everyone? What happened in the NFL today? Anything? Not well. The Bengals went to the Super Bowl. That was the shocker. But you know. oh wow! Um, it is odd they don't have a Canadian team. All the other sports, all of our other big sports, do have Canadian teams. So maybe one day. Oh. But 
I'll, I'll admit I'm British, so I I mean our NFL is those things that um, people are selling online that they want to put in video. Okay, yeah, I think we should a lot, a lot of American stuff happening. <laughs> uh, we, we don't need to get in. We don't need to get into that. There's there's not enough time in this podcast to get into that. <laughs> right. Yeah, and uh, you know we're gonna stir up the chat there and uh, start a little chat war going on. So uh, no need for that. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's true. Even I know that the Bengals. It's like damn. So that's surprising shock. Um. Oh well. But, uh, yeah, guys, uh, General MLD and Tim uh, will be missing tonight's show. But, hey, you know what? They will be back next week. Uh, they got a few things going on. Um, thanks for uh, stopping by, all of you in the chat already. We got Jay the Graphic God, Pang911, What Just Happened, Six Slayer, Blue. It's always great seeing you all here. Always fantastic viewership. Uh, you know what? Why don't we uh, just get straight talking to some uh, the news and... You know, let's start by talking about some of these like impressive numbers that uh, Xbox has. Uh, earlier this week, during Microsoft's earnings call, CEO Satya Nadella stated that Halo Infinite had been played by, well, about 20 million people. And believe it or not, Forza Horizon 5 had about 18 million altogether. Damn, that's uh, that's a lot of people. Now, uh, Surgeon Pal, I'll start with you, our... Uh, our guest, uh, let's see, what do you think of these numbers? Like, considering Halo Infinite uh, has only officially been out for, what, roughly a month and a half, something like that, or uh, Forza Horizon 5 as well, like two months. Like, uh, you know, these are pretty big numbers being generated here already. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, I guess my first question is, how did they get so many players when they've only sold about 2 million Xbox Series Xs? I'm, 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 con I'm confused by that. Now, what, <laughs> what, what it is, is the numbers, I think, I guess a lot of people say that the uh, Forza Horizon numbers are more impressive than the mm. uh, Halo numbers, because obviously Halo Infinite is free to play. Um, and uh, and uh, do I say that I agree with them? Not... I mean, 20 million people playing two big games uh, during the during the fall is just crazy. That's insane. And I don't think there's much overlap between Forza players and Halo players. I don't think there's, there's that much overlap between them. So essentially, you're probably looking at somewhere close to maybe 30 to 40 million unique people playing these games. Yeah. And no matter what way you try and spin it, those are very those are very impressive numbers. I imagine three four three, uh, Microsoft, Satya Nadella, Phil Spencer. I imagine these guys are super happy with these numbers because uh, if you've got that large a pool of people, and if only what ten percent of them decide that they want to buy cat ears, they're laughing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, to me they're impressive. I, I, I find them impressive to be honest. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's true, and you bring yeah. up a great point as well because, again, there's only because of the supply shortages going on with the consoles, well, basically everything, uh, you look at, again, there's only so many, like, Series S's, Series X's out in the wild, so obviously these have to be pumped up by, like, you know, PC and Xbox One numbers, and, you know, there's already an oh, yeah. install base there. It 
it shows that their it shows that their strategy is working. So when I say that they've only sold two million, that's obviously a, that's obviously a joke. But it just goes to show that even if they sell, if they've sold, let's just say for argument's sake, they've sold only two million Xbox Series Xs, but they've got twenty to thirty million people playing their games. More and more, it negates the need for the, the the console because that's not that's not Xbox. Xbox is the entire ecosystem, the entire experience. So it just shows that their strategy is working. And I think the I think the first time you the first time you'll probably see how big these numbers can be is when Starfield drops later this year, if it does drop later this year. So yeah, it, for me, it just says the strategy is working. Mm-hmm. I mean, just to yeah. add to that, I, I do think that it will because, I don't know, it just seems like when Todd Howard was talking about, like, November dates, and he gave a pretty firm date. Um, yeah. He also said it's written in uh, it's written in pen. It's written in ink, not pencil. So they seem pretty confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. granted, anything could change or it could even move by a week. You never know, but I, they seem pretty confident sticking with that time frame, even that quarter. I just, I, I can't see it really budging personally. Uh, and yeah. plus, that's a, have you, that's have a you, yeah. Have you played Halo or Forza? Are you, are you one of the twenty million? <laughs> twenty yeah. million. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Well, yeah, I'm included with both games. Uh, more, I mean, I, I played, I put in a considerable chunk of time into Forza Horizon Five. I just, I haven't put as much into it as I have Halo Infinite. I played the campaign and beat it, and I put a few hours into the multiplayer already. Yeah, which which one did you prefer between the campaign and multiplayer? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I really enjoyed the campaign. I really liked yeah. it. Uh, the multiplayer. I think it has a solid foundation in the mechanics, but I, I just I do think that it needs content like playlists and other things. I know that's like coming down the line, but I, I do think that they need a more they need a more solid road roadmap than what they're giving people right now. So yeah, yeah, I I do agree. I'm I'm more uh, I like the I love the campaign sandbox. Uh, I just want to kind of take the campaign sandbox and play firefight or whatever infinites version of firefight is while i do enjoy the multiplayer it's you know, I'm, I'm getting i'm getting on <laughs> just i don't really i don't really play multiplayer games anymore versus games i mean i do uh, i think the one i played recently is the newly acquired microsoft intellectual property overwatch okay. and um that that was one of my favorite first person shooters to play i really enjoyed that i really enjoyed that one because uh, it didn't really matter if I was winning, losing, just the variety of characters in Overwatch. I just enjoyed cycling, cycling through them. And um, but with Halo, it's a little different because Halo is just once you're in there, it's just constant versus, and it's just I kind of need to take a breather with something that's PVE or something <laughs> or something like that. So yeah, that's that, I, I love the sandbox, but I need the sandbox, mm -hmm. as you said, with. Other con with other content, and if I can get my firefight before the end of the year, that'd be great. Well, it's funny you mention that too, because obviously we're going to talk about certain affinity uh, further into the show. But there was uh, something kind of leaked out uh, by somebody in the know that they're supposed to be working on something Halo Infinite related, some kind of a, I guess a, a more of a 
new user friendly like mode it's supposed to be p uh pve so i don't know could it be warzone like next iteration of that could it be firefight i mean that would be really like that's something that i would really like to see and from the sounds of it you too who knows who knows how far down the line that is like hopefully it's sometime this year but yeah that would be nice because I do think that they need something like that in like the playlists, but you never know. It's hard to say at this. Well, point. yeah, it's something to just get. I mean, not to, not not to compare it to Destiny, but everybody knows that Destiny's versus is just a complete crap show in terms of just too much power scaling. It's just too unbalanced. But when you're not doing that PV, when you're not doing that PVP, you can just go and do a whole other host of other other activities which i think halo doesn't need to have the same robust activities that destiny has but it needs something in the pve angle so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and the thing that's the thing too right uh because halo it has the free-to-play multiplayer and it's raking in again 20 million players yes that is the thing right and yeah. you had, you had made the point too that well Forza Horizon Five it had eighteen million, so yeah you know which one I mean they're both impressive numbers but the fact that you know the free to play portion of the game like again it's only beating it by two million I mean that's saying something it would you say that like Forza Horizon as a brand is just been exploding because I mean they've been pushing out Forza Horizon pretty consistently for over the past well generation and people have gone to know it do you just think it's like i don't know the brand recognition like people just find a quality racer like what 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 do you think is going on there i think because of the consistent level of quality that um playground games keep bringing to forza horizon 5 year in year out and you're getting you're getting a lot of facets covered with single player multiplayer activities just engage just engagement and the game it also helps that the game has a high critical reception as well. I think all of that is just, and it just resonates with people and it's a car game as well. So it's for me, it's, I mean, more so maybe than even the Forza Horizon 5 numbers, it kind of just speaks to how, how, and how much I'm anticipating Fable as well. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a reputation. They've been building on it and they've, I don't even think since they started doing Forza Horizon, they've not really missed with any of the Forza Horizons. Right. Yeah. So I think that's I think that's a lot to do with it. Whereas with something with with, with Halo, they had obviously the massive setback with Master Chief Collection, mm-hmm. and then they've slowly been coming moving forward forward, and then they had a minor setback with the 2020 uh, showing, um, and then they've been slowly bringing it forward forward, and then. I think since since they started doing the multiplayer flights, 343 have been slowly on the up, the up, the up. But Forza Horizon has just been constantly going up. And so it's not a surprise to me that they're so close because Forza Horizon Forza Horizon's just had a better string of rep, a better string of reputation. Or do you understand if you understand what I mean? So yeah. Right. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. Uh makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense what you're saying. Uh, Centurion yeah. Pal, I don't know if you want to chime in on what uh, Surgeon is saying here. Uh, do you agree with him and his points, or uh, do you have a different uh, point of view here? Just on the success of the games? Well, um, yeah. Let's just say, man, like, 
where to start? We're talking about two companies that honestly had two different types of stereotypes. Everybody thought 343 couldn't get the job done because of what had happened with Halo 4 and Halo 5. Even I was one of those that completely thought that something was going on at 343. Never said that they had to have the the tight or the IP stripped from them, but I've t- said that they had to have some management changes and we saw Xbox go in and make those changes. And we all see what um, a year delay, um, everybody just basically completely thought that they couldn't launch the console without Halo. Uh, they launched the console, was able to kind of keep the Series X relevant for a year until November rolled around where they started hyping up Halo Infinite once again, December 8th game comes out. And I mean, 20 million people downloaded to che- uh, check that game out. Uh, we saw, I think it was like 18 million on fours of five. Let's just say <clears throat> this shows the proof in theory that Microsoft was right all of long, all along to not only put their games on PC, but to embrace the PC market as part of the Xbox ecosystem rather than treating the Xbox as some sacred plastic relic that can only um, exist in in basically the small little plastic box space. Um, It's bigger than that. We all saw how they're trying to um, reach different gamers through different avenues, whether it's on um, a mobile device, a console, the PC, um, and we all see now how that's benefited where, um, I think they talked about how it took, what was it? Forza two and Forza four, Forza horizon four. I think it was like two and a half years to get to 24 million players. Um, and it only took Forza five, four months to get to the, to get to 18 million. Um, so it definitely shows how Microsoft, approached gaming in a completely different manner when everybody else was up in arms over no i want my games only on my console regretfully if you're in the if you're in business to stay in business and to make money basically cornering yourself in to make a certain amount of money every single time just doesn't seem like a great concept um you always want to increase that revenue and increase the mind share as best as possible. And that's where Microsoft totally kind of broke the mold by wanting to put games on PC and PC is Xbox, Xbox is PC. And we all now see how that's benefiting for them by having some really, really good first, uh, you know, how do you just, you know, initial player interest into the game within the first few months at numbers this size. Well, Does that makes sense. Well, yes, and that kind of that goes into what Surgeon was saying as well about it's about the ecosystem, right? And right. Remember, like people when Xbox like slowly rolled out this, you know, the ecosystem and how they're going to be still supporting, uh, even like the Xbox One for a certain period of time with their exclusives. Everybody was like oh, they're making a mistake, blah, 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 you know, it's not going to be good for the uh, new systems. Lo and behold, it actually, the ecosystem has been their strength in putting it on these older systems. I mean, we could talk about scaling and, like, just, again, different things from each gen, but at the same time, 
it's allowed more people to be able to play the their titles because again putting them in the ecosystem and on the older xbox one systems and on pc uh just because of the conditions of the marketplace right now and the supply shortages it's worked out for them it's benefited them and it worked out to their advantage they were kind of ahead of the game on that um Whereas, again, their competitor, i.e. Sony, has been, well, kind of flip-flopping on, you know, oh, again, you know, we hear reports of them going back to the PlayStation 4, maybe pumping more out just because of, again, the shortages and so on. Um, Again, like, these numbers are pretty mind-blowing. Go ahead, Shockley. Sorry, Eric, do you have something to say? Oh no no that, that that was me I was oh, I was oh, just I thought um, yeah <laughs> no I I was just to to your um kind of point about Sony and and that is I mean this might go off a bit on a tangent uh but I think you know Sony kind of doubled down on their PlayStation Four playbook for the PlayStation Five um and I think I think that's that, that that's the same way as with the PlayStation Four they. They they essentially took the 360 handbook and just said or playbook and just said this is ex- we're just going to do this and we're going to double down on what made the 360 a great console and then they made the PlayStation 4 a great console for the PlayStation 5 they've gone and said we'll take the PlayStation 4 playbook and we'll take the play and we'll make uh, the PlayStation 5 basically double what the PlayStation 4 was in terms of every single tactic that we have that we have and. Uh, one thing I've noticed about whenever Sony has a chance to try and uh, to to try and take out their competitor with you know the uh, one-liners, I don't know. Do you? I don't know how far back. Do you remember when they first launched the PlayStation and Sega Saturn had their and Sega had their Sega Saturn at four nine nine or something like that? And then the guy just came. I think there's a there's a clip on it on YouTube. Where the guy just comes on to the podium or comes onto the mic and he just says two nine nine and then he walks off. Have you ever seen that before? Yeah, yeah, it's been a yeah. while, but I remember yeah. that. That was pretty funny. Yeah, but it's been what? So they, so and to kind of talk about the whole cross, uh, you know, when Microsoft was saying this is our plan, we're only going to be cross gen for about two years or something like that. We're only going to be cross gen, and then Mark and then Sony said. Well, we believe in we believe in generations, and we believe in that cutoff. I don't think Sony anticipated as many problems with production on their PS5 that they're having, with regards to getting with regards to the chipsets. So they had the breaking case of glass. If the PlayStation 5 is not doing so well, then all these titles that we kind of said will only be on PlayStation 5, like God of War Ragnarok, not saying what. Uh, Forbidden West, whether Forbidden West is going to be on both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. If the PlayStation 5 is still selling quite a bit, then we'll only say PlayStation 5. But if it then becomes a problem, we can just break in case of glass, uh, break the um, break in case of emergency and just say it's coming out on PlayStation PlayStation 4 because they all they need an angle. They need an angle to say this is why the PlayStation is better than the competitor. We believe in generations. They do not. You always get better quality but from the people who believe in generations like that so microsoft kind of sticking to i i think it's because i told i had a friend and uh sorry i had have a friend and he 
uh, is he is currently staying on the current generation. And I told him, you can still play Starfield. And he's asking, how? I said, the way they figured it out, the way Microsoft have figured it out is you can use your you can use the cloud to start playing Starfield. And if you like it enough, then just get a Series S or get a Series X. And I don't think Sony saw something like that happening. You know, that's why they have to go. That That's why they have to emphasize they're making PlayStation 4s. Whereas Microsoft can just say, okay, fine, we can actually just cut it. We can cut off production right now. And we can just go forward because we can get people still enjoying the next-gen experience on their current consoles. So, yeah, so, so just to add on to your add on to your point mm -hmm. no i need no that's a great ex expansion of that point thank you very much uh I, yeah go ahead century i was sorry about also coffin but um i was just <laughs> wanting to add on i remember when i was always looking at the original specs for the series x comparing uh, forgive me i was one of those ones that always wanted to know the chipsets in them and you could see the fundamental difference between the PS5 and whatever RDNA 2 chip that they had. I It was referred to as like RDNA 1.5, but the chip that Microsoft used had a cloud tech feature to it that was not part of the PS5 chipset when I was originally reading about them. And I remember asking a couple people about the uh, the concept of could this cloud part of RDNA 2 come into play for the next generation of uh these consoles and going into the x cloud and actually being able to power these games on an older console when they've put the put these chipsets into the servers over at azure and somebody told me that it was actually a really good sounding concept and idea they had no idea at the time if that's what the direction microsoft was going to choose and now it seems perfect like i mean i'm not sitting here to say like i told you so but it was like when you originally saw these consoles being created that you kind of knew that this was potentially the end goal for the server racks, which basically shows that everybody keeps trying to say that xCloud and streaming services like that are going to be the death of the console. It, it's entirely untrue because console tech gets integrated into the servers and we could perfectly see this, how it actually works to your benefit on an older console by having some of this updated tech in the server. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely agreed. Totally. Uh, Shockley, buddy, do you have anything to add here? Uh, like, what are, what do you think of, uh, again, these numbers that uh, Satya Nadella posted about? I mean, damn, like, we're seeing some really huge numbers come out of these big Xbox first-party games. Shock? Did you mute yourself again? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I mean, really, guys, I just, I find it very, I don't know, I just, it's very interesting. Again, these, these games have only been out a couple of months, and they're putting out these numbers. I think that with more time, Halo is just going to do, like, amazingly once they pump out more content for like the multiplayer aspects but again got to give them some time on that hopefully they give us more of a, a roadmap soon for uh what's going on there uh oh i see do you, do oh. you think they, sh they should have do you think they should have delayed it a year to get absolutely everything into infinite or do you think what do you think about that that's a tough call because as as how I see it, like, 
again, I played the game. I put out a review for it. I like yeah. I like what was in the campaign. I know that there was stuff cut, but from what they have there, I mean, I enjoyed what I played. So yeah, I mean, it's just a, a matter of could you know could they have maybe added a few more modes? You know, like even just like playlists. You know, at the beginning, maybe because again, right off the bat, they didn't even have like a proper Slayer list, which was kind of odd. But um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. Well, like, but go ahead. Yeah, it, no, it's just weird because it's uh, the way I've always looked at Halo is uh, it's kind of a beast that stands on its own. It's probably one of the only games out there that needs to be that needs about that needs all its game modes it needs it needs all its game modes to be there and it needs a campaign that uh is worthwhile in order to get the critical acclaim because of its reputation uh and one thing i one thing i always asked myself was if they shelved multiplayer or if they shelved multiplayer in favor of just doubling down on their campaign a bit like how what naughty dog did with the last of us part two would that have would that have helped the would that have helped the game i don't think it would have but it just no. kind of shows me the way people look at or the way reviewers the way um uh yeah the way reviewers look at halo compared to compared to other games because if halo doesn't launch with a multiplayer com any kind of multiplayer component that you may as well just lob off 20 points off this metacritic well here's the thing too because i would argue oh, i want to add on to that i i, I yeah I, okay. I will just one sec uh i would say that it it is like a more complete it is a complete experience in comparison to other big first person shooters that launched within the same month time period or within you know 30 days call of duty was a mess uh, call of duty vanguard uh, battlefield 2042 even worse like there's still all kinds of complaints about that title like daily uh, it's amazing yeah. so and, and factions wasn't like a big it wasn't like a it was more like a, a cult following there wasn't this overwhelming huge fan base that was like oh i play you know the last of us multiplayer like it was more like there were some hardcore fans, but you would when Naughty Dog said they were going to do that. You look at all through the that thread and look at the tweet, and they're like, "Oh yeah, who cares? Who cares about factions?" Or like, "Yeah, who, yeah, take your time. It's been like two years, and no one is even yeah. asking about so it." That, that was the care. that was the point I was wanting to make on. It's really interesting on how Last of Us Two was completely reviewed on what launched when halo infinite was reviewed on what it didn't launch with they were more yeah. concerned about what was missing from the game versus taking what was put in front of them you're supposed to judge what's put in front of you not judge what it's missing um and that's where i got kind of like like what the f when i was reading some of these reviews when it's like okay so the developer over at naughty dog could come out and say that there's going to be a multiplayer element um, with factions in Last of Us 2. In my opinion, Last of Us 2 had one of the most BS launches I've ever seen in video game history. The game got leaked by its own development team because it was being held hostage, supposedly, by Sony. 
there was a lot of drama that basically associated that was associated with that game, the game's director and all this other stuff. But it's still somehow the greatest gift since sliced bread. And the game was completely amazing. And it doesn't matter what it didn't launch with. But we're going to basically grade uh, Halo Infinite and anything that comes out of Xbox on a total different curve. And we're going to talk about what is missing. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, shock, Shockley, I know that you were uh, having some issues there with your uh, audio. I don't know if you want to chime in here with, like, your thoughts on, again, all this. Uh, again, just with, you know, uh, Microsoft coming out. And, again, these games are doing pretty well. I mean, I know we are just talking about, like, uh, you know, the condition state of the games, like, that they launched in. But, I mean, Forza Horizon 5 launched very complete, pulled in really impressive numbers halo infinite again as it stands i mean did very well i mean what's your take on all of it yeah i mean i uh, definitely the like forza was probably the more impressive just because you had to either pay for it or had to have at least game pass um to be counted as far as one of the players um and especially for like a racing game too whereas halo had like um, like Forza, you had not annual, but you know it's been a lot more frequent. <laughs> um, so for this to hit those type of numbers, this seems pretty crazy. Um, and whereas Halo, um, it, I mean, I still think that's like impressive, but <laughs> just when you look at it of like it being free to play and it being such a long time uh, since the last one, so people were kind of hyped for it to you know try it out to see if like oh did you know did they nail the multiplayer on this one? And everything as a whole um so overall that i definitely think it's more impressive with the uh with forza for sure but yeah i think they nailed they nailed both uh i mean they've been hitting out of the park on lately out of most of their games so if they just kind of keep this momentum going so uh yeah unfortunately <laughs> we found out about uh some games that got pushed to december this year that we were expecting yeah. like in the spring so that could have been kind of because they're definitely going to need something. We don't know when God of War is re- releasing, but uh, they're definitely going to need, you know, something. I think them doing more Game Pass deals is definitely going to help. But um, hopefully, like Red Ball comes sooner than later. But <laughs> um, but uh, overall, they've been nailing it at least. So yeah, I think to to add a little bit onto reviews, I stopped paying attention to reviews when. Uh, the first reviews for Master Chief Collection started coming in, and it was hovering around an 85, 86. And I thought, I thought that okay, the Master Chief Collection is actually pretty solid. And then you go in, you play it, and you played the campaigns were fine. <laughs> the campaigns were fine, but then you went into the multiplayer, and obviously it was what it was. And then that told me everything I needed to know about where the preference is for a lot of these reviewers. And that is, if the campaign is solid, they don't really need to care, or they they don't care about the rest of the game. Uh, so that's what I mean. The only outlier is probably Overwatch, which is just a complete multiplayer mode anyway, and that ended up winning Game of the Year at the Game Awards when it um, uh, when it when, when it was released. Which is funny because I saw a, a thread on Twitter of you know how you just get this asinine fanboy trolling, which is just irritating at the best of times. But some guy said, some guy said, uh, yeah, Activision Blizzard, oh, that's nothing. 
wake wake me up when they buy a game of the year and then the guy replied with overwatch winning game of the year <laughs> at the award, at the game awards and i just couldn't stop laughing at that i just thought well you asked for it so now you've got it. yeah so so yeah it's so yeah i just thought in terms of reviewers they're they're very much uh geared to single player campaigns and it's uh, i think i saw what did i see i saw um i saw i think i saw carl boseman playing uh the campaign uh and he was using the grapple hook now i don't know do you, do you when you use a grapple hook invader do you um do you slide along the ground uh not a lot of the time i mean i i like i I don't I don't really slide that much, but I don't know. I just I screw around. Let's just say that I do a lot of different things, but I don't usually slide. No. Why? What was he doing? Huh? Hello. Hmm. Not sure if the audio cut out there. Uh, yeah, can I'm you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you can hear him now. Oh, can you hear me? Hello? Mark, I can hear you. I should be back now. Am I back? Yeah. Hello. Hello. Yeah, yeah, that's me. That's uh, Jen. I yeah. Just no. I, I, w I was saying that there mm -hmm. are some bosses, without spoiling, mm -hmm. that have warp capabilities in the campaign. Shall we say? Oh yeah. yeah. And yeah, and the best way to get away from them is to grapple, slide, and then jump. Grapple, slide, and then jump. And you see. A lot of reviewers not using that and then going on to say the grapple hook can feel a little clunky it's just you're not exploring all the ability you're not exploring what the grapple yeah. hook is is capable of i was playing multiplayer with the grapple hook in fiesta and this guy had a sword and i got one mean grapple slide and back smack on him when he turned a corner too quickly and that felt good <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh yeah, plus yeah. again just using various parts of the environment to your advantage. It's amazing uh some stuff that you can uh be really creative with. And oh, I mean I generally really like the grapple hook in the campaign. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, it's a, it's interesting. Yeah. Actually a lot most of the abilities were pretty useful, but the grapple hook it's like, you know, why take anything else 95% of the time? <laughs> so, it just yeah. shows how just a subtle change to a game mechanic by adding something as simple as a grappling hook can completely change the experience. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people don't realize that sometimes good design is maybe uh, taking, thing, taking things away instead of adding things. No, and the most important thing for me with Halo Infinite was just... They kind of looked at it as, what if, um, what if, hey, what if the next Halo after Halo Three was Halo Infinite? So they set the clocks back, and then they put it, oh, they put the focus on the golden triangle of Halo by going equipment, guns, and grenades, or whatever the golden triangle for uh, Halo is. Uh, Dragons made a good point earlier in the chat when he said that the thing that people underestimate is that during is that for the uh for the christmas np uh, npd npd uh halo was second in terms of sales mm -hmm. 
as well. So it's not just mostly, it's not all free to play. We we don't have the exact numbers, obviously, of who bought, who bought it and who's playing it free. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was second and it's available on Game Pass and it's free to play kind of speaks volumes for how well it actually is doing. Well, Surgeon, I mean, I, I downloaded on Game Pass, but I pre-ordered, I, I got the limited edition steel book as well. So, but then again, I'm a bit of a collector that way. So, so, no, but I mean, still, that's I guess for them, Mm. they look at it as okay, they're still doing really well. I mean, it's I know a lot of people don't want to, a lot of people don't want to say it because Halo being back means that Xbox is back, but I think it's just come to a point where some people just have to accept it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, in the chat, uh, speaking of, uh, dragons, there, Away Dragons TV with the $5 super chat. Thanks, Lemon. He says, hey, brothers, sorry couldn't be on tonight, but I'm still listening at dinner with the Bluetooth. Have a great show. Yeah, guys, uh, Lemon was supposed to be on, but because of a scheduling conflict, uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it live, but we appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, really great fella. Definitely check him out. Always uh, a great addition to any, any panel. Uh, guys, any other comments before we move on to our next uh, topic? Yes, no? Um, no. Okay. Not, not, that, not that I can think of right now, no. Okay, just making sure. But, yeah, it's uh, honestly, like, I try not to, like, be overly enthusiastic about numbers and so on i just like to make sure that you know i like to see that the game and the ecosystems are doing well and it just yeah it looks like they're off to a really kick-ass start so far both forza horizon 5 and especially halo infinite so that bodes well again i just hope with halo infinite that we get more of a uh, defined roadmap down the ways and you know they fix the store and so on Yep. Hey, Invader, it's okay. You're not over here trying to use uh, the UK sales charts to gauge the North American economy, which is eight times larger than that. So <laughs> thank you for at least not trying I'm, to do that. I'm <laughs> from the UK, and even I don't use the sales charts. What the hell? They're like, I love it. And they're like, well, look at the UK sales charts. Um, the the United Kingdom UK is eight times smaller too. than the United States. Let's not even talk about the size of the economies. Hey, hey, easy guys. I'm sorry. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, but that's why, but I'm not trying to knock. I'm just saying, like, when you have a major population difference, the numbers are going to be a little different. Yeah. yeah. Hey, now. Hey, now. It's not about size. It's not about size. Eggs. Exactly. It's about the quality of the sale. That's the funny part is how it's just UK sales anyway. (laughs) <laughs> mm. yeah yeah that's right um but yeah i mean either way i mean we could probably go on and on about this wholesale thing but i'm glad to yep. see that again that the ecosystem and that these games are doing well that's important right especially for a new content going into these games yeah. uh but yeah i just imagine 343 felt so good to get that game out after years of what they what they've been doing just to have it just to have it there in people's hands finally, and now they can work on the next iteration of things to, and then start their 10-year journey for or however long they plan on doing Halo Infinite for. That must have felt so good. No doubt. No doubt. Mm. Yeah, actually, I would love to get another 343 uh, developer on. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see in the near future. Talk about that. Yeah. 
but yeah, guys, let's move on to some other bits of news. And it seems like we could be getting another Master Chief Collections-style bundle in the coming future. I mean, we were just talking about that a little bit about the Master Chief Collection a few minutes ago. But yeah, it appears like uh, there might be something uh, very similar coming. And according to our friend Nick over on Xbox Era, he stated that from his sources, uh, there's one in the cards. But again, a lot of people are wondering, well, what game IP uh, could they be focusing on? I mean, there are probably a few big ones that come to mind, but uh, you know what, Centurion, I will uh, pick your brain here to start this uh, topic off. Uh, what series do you see uh, Xbox Game Studios focusing on for their next big bundled collection? Man, what one do I see them focusing on? I feel that I'm more concerned that they're going to focus on Gears of War Mm. I'm sorry to the Gears of War fans out there. I would rather see them focus Apology on Apology accepted. <laughs> I would rather see them focus on Fable. Like, no offense to Gears of War, but we've already seen what what Gears of War it looks like almost on a next-gen level. Um, they do amazing things with the Unreal Engine. They did some really amazing things in gears 4 and gears 5 i enjoyed both those games i do not i'm not mad that they introduced bots to it i enjoyed some of the newer elements that they introduced to gears of war but i really want to see that next gen that next gen nod or polish get kind of pushed towards the fable way we only saw you know a, F a fable anniversary which was like an xbox 360 remaster I haven't seen anything when it comes to updating Fable since that time, and I would really, really want to see a lot more love pushed into uh, the Fable franchise. I know they're making another Fable game, but this is where I guess the, also the argument is there is a lot of people out there that know who Gears of War is. There mm -hmm. is a good percentage of gamers, especially younger ones, that don't even know what Fable is. I feel like the a Fable collection would kind of hit home better because you would be able to introduce the games of Fable to people, show them kind of the concept of where this game came from so when the new game launches, people would kind of want to see it. Yeah, like, because when Fable Anniversary came out, that was kind of a weird one, too, that they, they kept it on the 360. It launched on the 360, but uh, it didn't have a... Uh... An uh, Xbox an, One an version. Xbox One version, which I think it was in 2014, if I'm... Or either 14 or 15. I mean, I could be mistaken, guys, on the year, but I just remembered, yeah, that it was on the older-gen system. I was like, well, you know, this game could look freaking awesome on the Xbox One. And it was just, like, really weird. When you compare Fable Anniversary to, like, Halo 2 Anniversary, it was like, damn, you know, it's like night and day uh, difference in uh, graphics there. Um, so, you know, Fable Anniversary just kind of felt like the odd one out, unfortunately, when it came to, you know, the whole remaster. Um, but yeah, we've, we've gone a long time. We've gone an entire generation and more without a new Fable, which is kind of weird, considering that was Xbox's RPG. So, very weird. And it was, it was a very unique RPG. I love, see, this is where I loved that UK flair of Fable. I loved the humor. I loved the tone that was set in the games. I loved the caricatures. 
everything about Fable was just fun and witty. And I feel like that the Xbox ecosystem has been lacking due to Fable not being fully embraced by uh, the teams over at Xbox. Mm -hmm. Now, I mean, Fable's an interesting idea. I mean, I, I again, I, I'm for a Fable. I would love to see, like, a Fable collection. But a lot of people talk about Gears of War because even uh, Tom Warren there from The Verge, he had chimed in and was, like, basically, you know, he made a little hint about, you know, oh, you know, it could be gearing up for, uh, you know, something later this year, which, you know, Tom Warren, he knows things, right? He'd be in the know about uh, and have some sources about that. I mean, we could see a Gears of War collection, as Fastback put it in the chat, a Phoenix collection, which would be very, very fitting, I might add. You could have Gears of War 1, 2, 3. Well, all the Gears of War, really, even like some of the, uh, the offshoots, like Judgment, for example. And I guess the big draw, too, is, I mean, again, it's not just the campaigns. If they did a full Master Chief collection kind of... Uh, bundle like you would have the entire multiplayer suite including horde beast and so on i mean it would be a massive massive uh game collection for sure a massive amount of content it's just a matter of you know again the master chief collection had a lot of kinks do you guys think that uh you know they've learned their lesson from uh dealing with you know all kinds of older engines on uh you know bundled into one game just kind of uh interesting there i'd say if they were gonna go and do a collection for gears of war i would want it like the mass effect legendary collection where they include not only um all at least the first original three games and then probably judgment but also it, it, the D, the DLCs that came with those games, if there was like any kind of story expansions, uh, weapons packs, stuff like that, because the that was what made uh, I feel like the legendary edition for Mass Effect um, really appealing because I didn't have all that DLC for the final game, and so I felt like I was getting that. That's where it'd be more enticing to me if they're also going to basically make it a very large package that covers the full breadth of those games right right yeah and i'd be very interested to see obviously this would be a remastered collection but i'd be curious to see okay uh the original gears of war it already had the remastered treatment on the xbox one back in 2016 or no maybe 15 if i'm not mistaken um I'd be curious to see if they did, like, a major, major over overhaul of, like, the other games. Maybe even, like, again, a similar treatment with Gears of War 2. I would love to see that. I, I, I was a huge Gears of War 2 fan back in the day. I loved that game. Uh, it would just, I don't know. I think it would be a very uh, compelling kind of uh, a collection, to be honest with you. I'm just kind of, again, I'm torn because, you know, Fable. Fable would be cool. Um, I don't know, Surgeon, do you have any thoughts on, uh, like, what kind of a collection uh, we could be seeing here? Do you think it's Gears? Could it be Fable? Could it be, I don't know, any other titles come to mind? I guess I would love a redone Fable. I, I definitely would love a redone Fable. But the only thing about that 
is I think a Gears collection kind of makes a little too much sense because I, I, I feel like they would use the Gears collection to test out Unreal Engine 5. I, I, I feel like that's where they, that, that's what they do. So they would use whatever, you know, just as a kind of test run for the features that they could use, uh, which is minimal work. Whereas I think a Fable collection is probably maybe too much work. And then the other question is, if you're going to remake Fable, who's who's doing the remake? Oh, who's doing who's doing the Fable collection? Uh, so I think mm-hmm. I think I, I I think it's Gears for me. I'd I'd love for it to be Fable, but I do think it's it's Gears because it kind of makes a little too much sense. Sort of how um, I think uh, with the Uncharted, what Uncharted collection? The Uncharted um, collection. Sorry. Uh, on the PlayStation 4, they use that to get to grips with the PlayStation 4, um, the PlayStation 4 engine. I think they're going to use this to get to grips with uh, the Unreal Engine, Unreal engine 5. So that's why Gears makes more sense to me than Fable, even though I'd want Fable. Right. Well, uh, Mike in the chat says that he would love love a Blinks uh, remaster, and he's dead serious. Honestly, I'm with you. I like Blinks. That would be great. I would love to see Blinks make a comeback, but uh, ooh, I don't know about that. I think it's a little bit lower on the totem pole as far as importance for uh, Xbox. It would be so funny if it, if it was Blinks. I would uh, I'd laugh. I'd... Oh, dude. You, if, if that was to happen, that would be like the, like the biggest meme ever. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. damn. I mean, again, I wouldn't mind. I like Blinks, but you know, everybody's expecting the, the big blockbusters. Um, Shockley, buddy, uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, do you think it's Gears, Fable, or maybe again another game? Oh, it's that definitely we're... Gears. <laughs> this, this isn't. But well, all it makes too much sense because they like the great thing about the like you can pretty much just play the Fable collection right now. Like that's beefed up, probably has FPF boost and stuff like that. But the great thing that Master Chief Collection achieved was not just some of those remastered and some, you know, boosted, um, but you also had it all integrated into one hub. So if you wanted to jump in the multiplayer on one, you could do that. Um, and you just like you saw with, well, how Master Chief Collection was supposed to work on day one, um, but and how it works now. Um, but that was the great part of, about that, because you could just jump in and out different playlist on the fly so i think it would suit that one better whereas the other one they could just they could do more of that that would be more like a mass effect collection <laughs> uh the fable you know series so um plus that gears series is kind of more of a home run sorry to open it up. <laughs> uh, so essentially i think it'd be more of a home run with that but and they already started the first one, so now they can go back and do the uh, ultimate for the second one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I would like to see them polish up, uh, like I was saying, Gears uh, Two. You know, get give that a, a huge overhaul. Gear Gears of War Three, it always looked fantastic, but again, that one could use a little spruced up. I think, you know, I'm I'm in agreement that it would make too much sense. For them uh, to to not have a Gears of War collection of some of some kind, just a massive compodium of 
all the campaigns, all the multiplayers, all the PVE and so on. It just, it makes too much sense. You know, my, my brain tells me Gears, but my heart wants Forza, if you know what I, I mean. It's not Forza, um, Fable. Just because I, I really yeah. do want to see Fable uh, be given really good treatment and a spotlight by Xbox. I know that we have the the game by the new game by Playground coming, which is fantastic, and I'm ex- I'm looking forward to that. But at the same time, I again I would like to see uh, a little bit of more reverence paid to Fable and just you know I just is the third held in high regard. Fable three. I'll be honest. I was here. People talk about the first and second one, but like the third one, they're like, that's where it kind of went off track. I, I'll be honest, I'm really not 100% sure. I, I enjoyed it. I know about you guys in the chat, but I enjoyed oh, yeah. Fable 3. But uh, I, how about you guys on the panel? Did you guys like Fable 3? Play it? Anyone? <laughs> I vaguely remember uh, it. I vaguely remember it, but I know I didn't hate it. I played it from start to finish. Uh, I I I have no ill ill feelings toward any Fable game. I don't know why. I've just enjoyed the Fable franchise. Uh, See, I guess I have bias because I've never played Fable. So yeah, yeah I I I kind of fell off. I think it was at the beginning of the third one. I, I can't remember. There's a sequence where you have to escape in the catacombs or something like that, and then you go and get the power. And I just said, "I'm not playing this. I'm not playing this again." <laughs> just come mm, on. Yeah, I got this came it. at the wrong time for me on the original Xbox because I was hyped for it. Because just when the Xbox launched, you would see screenshots of it in like E3 mags. I think it was when it was called like Project Ego. Um, yeah, and it looked really cool. And and then they had to strip like some of the online component that they added back in the Lost Chapters. So they stripped some things out of it that were supposed to be there because that's what Peter Molyneux would do. He would like oversell it and under-deliver on some things. Um, and by the time it released, I think Halo 2 was out by that point and there were some of the other like um, cool games like I think... Uh, what Riddick? I think I think that one was out. Escape from Butcher Bay by that point. So by that point, I was just like, don't really care. <laughs> but uh, like, I, it seemed intriguing. I was just like, eh, do I want to drop my fifty dollars on that? Or, you know, I think San Andreas was out that year. But when it finally dropped, there's so many other things to play by it because I think it came out in two thousand four, right? I believe when it so, finally yeah. released. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if it came out in like 2002 or something, like that would have been perfect time. But by the time it did that, I was just like, kind of want to play it. But and then when the second one came out, even though it was big on 360 and had it from day one, I was just like, I didn't play the first one, so I'm like, that was too much into gears by that point. So mm-hmm. didn't stand a chance. No, but I... probably the be- the best thing that Don <clears throat> Matrick did. I know this is sacrilege, but. I feel like I feel like his last good grace that he did was to, was to secure gears for Xbox. Uh, okay, I, I, I guess. I oh, guess that, that. Was that really a Matrix thing? I have no idea. I just, I just. I, I mean, gotta, it happened under Matrix, but I gotta I give it. I gotta give him something. Actually, no. I think that I think Phil did that. Oh, did because, Phil do that? Yeah, because. Uh, coalition at that time it was vancouver Black uh they were working on they were working on their own ip and then when they secured gears they scrapped that 
by that point, Phil had taken over. So Phil did that. And then Phil I'll hired Rod give, over. I'll give Don Matrix onto overtime. Then. Yeah, we ain't giving Don Matrix no flowers over. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait Don, I'm fighting for you here. Well, <laughs> I'll give him Sunset. I still can't believe he let Bungie go three months in. What? Yeah. Why? But here's 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 a here, here's a thing. That's like would you? That's like Jim Ryan comes have, in and lets Naughty Dog go three months in. Yeah, my best studio. Bungie. Would you rather have Bungie now? Because I think, um, this is a this is a crazy theory. I think if we had Bungie on Xbox, I don't think we would have all these studios. I don't think that happens. Oh, I would love that Destiny basically all in Game Pass, and I don't have to spend thirty, forty dollars on each expansion. That would be sweet. Yeah. Because um, I don't know, because early on, like it would have been, it definitely would have um, gone a little bit different um, in that in the early like Xbox One days, because in that first year they would have been killing it with, even though Titanfall kind of wasn't as big as we thought it was going to be, they still had Titanfall would have had. Uh, uh, freaking Destiny as an, basically an exclusive, and also had Sunset Overdrive all in that same year. So, and in Destiny, and, and that was the thing. PlayStation had Destiny, and it was like, hey, more of the exclusive stuffs over there. So, and yeah. people were buying uh, PlayStation Four more. So they're like, cool, we have nothing else to play because there's literally no other big exclusives Sony was dropping that year. So if they had Destiny to an as an exclusive. That would have been a huge, like, boost. So yeah, and I, I think so it, it definitely would have turned different. things. But uh, yeah, I, I think it. Uh, I, so I guess my theory is that it would have given Xbox because Bungie make I, Bungie make system sellers. You know, they're highly Halo is a high was a highly coveted series uh, under Bungie, and I think that Bungie having Destiny exclusive to Xbox would have given Xbox the idea that they could do just well enough to coast through the generation, good things, um, sorry, bad things and all, because you wouldn't have had this mass, I guess, mass exodus of people going, what do I need a, an Xbox One for if I can just play Bungie, Bungie's game on a PlayStation, and PlayStation right now has the better rep going forward, so I'll just go and get a PlayStation, whereas I think if Bungie is still the premier studio for Xbox, there's no trouble in paradise because Bungie make, but Destiny is a system seller, so you don't you don't get people leaving Xbox. But I think Xbox hums just well enough through the generation that they don't feel like they need to change everything. So I, that, that's just that's just my that's just uh, that's just my crazy theory. You know, I feel like the catalyst was with Bungie leaving, but I think now if you look at it, I think PlayStation fans would rather Bungie had stayed. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting. Or point. it may have, had they had Bungie, maybe they'd done a little bit better, and uh, yeah. Satya given Phil the reins sooner, because it, t- it took him a while to turn things around when he went to Satya, like, "Hey, uh, I can't have my team split up. I need all them back together." Um, and then he had to kind of slowly convince, because that's a, a lot of people think it just went from Don Matrick to Phil, and Phil just. Didn't do just he had an epiphany in you know 2017. Hey, I'm gonna start investing in first party studios. No, it's because he didn't have the he didn't have 
the ability to go out and like, yeah, I'm going to go spend $7 billion and buy Bethesda. I'm going to, no, <laughs> it went, Myerson was a Windows, you know, VP. That's who the new VP was. It's just, you know, they had Phil as like the face, but he didn't have VP power like Peter Moore. And Peter Moore was going right to Balmer saying, hey, we screwed up. We need to, you know, back up all of these uh, 360s that are dead. Like, he was answering to Satya. <laughs> Satya maybe, like, you know, he went to Satya as far as, like, hey, this is what I'm going to need. But he didn't, you know, basically he said, hey, answer VP goes to Meyerson. <laughs> and yeah. that's what it got. That's, that's, a name, so. that's a name that people uh, and people don't talk enough about, even in the... Um... Even in the uh, the Xbox documentary, they they didn't mention Terry Myerson's name at all, and I was really shocked by that. Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't really have anything to. I don't think anything to do with anything. It's just that he, like big big purchases, like big things like that that were, were needing to be done, because that's what the that's the problem with Xbox is when Don took over, he didn't invest in anything. At that point, Peter Moore handed him you know that egg of like, hey. I didn't really invest in anything either, but I did invest in a bunch of uh, exclusives that got our ball rolling. Cool. You can do that to start the gen and get the jump on Sony. That totally made sense. But then you got to follow it up. Cool. I have that stuff in place. Let me start investing while that, you know, so actually kind of like what when people were like, well, look, Sony turned it around on the PS3 days. Yeah, because they had the studios in place to turn it around. <laughs> That's the problem. Xbox hasn't had the studios. They should have had these studios ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, they should have done. Naughty, that Naughty Dog wasn't making Last of Us just out of nowhere. They went from progressed from you know, Crash to to Jack and Daxter. Like, <laughs> just look how where they how they came. You know, and get to the quality they are now. They didn't just do it overnight. So, yeah, but that's the. I mean, Sony's also had a constant leadership that's always believed in their gaming department whereas uh, xbox looks more xbox looks more like a mountain peak in terms of that's what's impressive with what phil's done too because sony's had to rely on that because that's been one of their most profitable things that's actually held them up as like a company <laughs> so they actually need it to succeed whereas microsoft has always just been like the side project like hey do we still need this like when Satya come, came in, you know, to control of like, you know, is do we still need to be in this market? Is it still working? Whereas now, you look what he's done. He's got made Microsoft made the biggest acquisition they've ever done as an entire company in their history in the gaming sector. Who would have thought? Yeah. Like it's actually it's gonna once this deal goes through, that's a cement like pillar in their, you know, that they've invested their company. You know, Microsoft as a company. And actually taking it seriously, so yeah. I, I, I do. I, know, think I, it. It. I, I do think it's funny because a lot of people seem to you know, I see a lot of people going, "What happened with the, the Bethesda deal? We haven't seen anything like. We haven't seen anything from it. Nothing's really come of it. So then they're not worried. And then, you know, now the it hasn't even been a year. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and then you get Activision Blizzard and say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. You know, I've got two, three years or more of more of Call of Duty." And it's just the thing is these these things happen in long cycles. The most exciting thing about next gen, from what I remember, was on 
was uh, was when PlayStation had their first ever PlayStation Five conference, and they showed Final Fantasy Sixteen being exclusive. And I remember that because everyone was saying the gen is one Final Fantasy Sixteen console exclusive. It's over. And I thought, it's a long gen. Anything can happen. There was a point where the Xbox One and PlayStation Four were neck and neck in terms of sales, and we all know how that turned out. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just again, I, I really like the the competitiveness to uh, you know towards the end of last gen and the start of this gen. And man, I mean, Xbox, Microsoft is thir- certainly throwing the haymakers. Uh, that's for sure, especially at the start of this gen. But uh, with regards to the coll- the new collection rumor, I again my my heart wants to say fable but my my head says gears of war collection so i mean we'll probably see sometime soon about this i have a feeling we'll get an announcement sometime this year but eh, we'll keep an eye on that uh why don't we move on guys to another interesting rumor making the rounds and it looks like yet another xbox project has been unveiled and according to Venture Beats Jeff Grubb, Xbox is working on a Monster Hunter-like game. And the studio in question making this game is Certain Affinity, known as more of a uh, support studio to a bunch of the big-name brands. Again, Halo, Call of Duty, and you know, a few others. Uh, Shockley, buddy, I'll go to you first on this one. Uh, what do you think of these rumblings? Uh, could you see Xbox interested in a Monster Hunter-like IP? Shock, you there, buddy? Oh, my bad. I did not know I muted myself there. My bad. Um, no, I was saying, um, yeah, I could, I could definitely see them going that avenue because Microsoft already had kind of a test run when they put in Monster Hunter World, and they had a lot of success. I remember with that one, with a lot of people downloading, trying that out for the first time. Um, so I'm sure they probably saw some of that. And it's like, okay, now we got, you know, some of our, you know, base, because they saw the numbers of how many people downloaded that game, gave it a try. We're kind of hooked into that. Um, so I'm sure they have, like, some of the numbers of, like, okay, cool, this is going to fit Game Pass perfectly. Um, and I, I was trying to look up with the with certain affinity. They've, I think they've helped out. Oh, I, I'm, I just looked at the list just a second ago. Um but they've definitely helped out and had their hands in with a lot of, you know, big name titles. Um, so, I mean, I think they're definitely capable. I don't think they've done anything like themselves, kind of like blue point, um, as far as like making their own creation. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's the great thing that Microsoft's doing both things of like, Hey, they're acquiring some, you know, big, big name talent, like, you know, uh, Sledgehammer games, like with this new Act- Activision uh, purchase, Bethesda. So getting some big talent, big IP, but they're also doing what Sony's doing with like doing these small investments, um, you know, testing out, kind of doing the organic growth that, you know, people like to throw around of like, hey, we're going to give you this test run uh, game like they've done with uh, IO, I think, um, I think it's IO that did the is or whoever's doing the new contraband game, um, and then certain affinity with this, you know, maybe this monster hunter like game, which is the rumor. But 
Um, so they're, I mean, they're doing their small investments with their Xbox pu publishing with these, um, you know, lower tier studios to see if, you know, that can kind of grow fruit and see if that'll be a long-term partnership that they, you know, bring into family and uh, see if they hit on some of these IP that can kind of fill the gaps as well between, you know, Elder Scrolls, Starfield, and some of these huge, you know, uh, mega titles that drop in the Game Pass. So, mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, I'll I'll take another <laughs> uh, Monster Hunter like game dropping in the fold. So, and that and that could be good as well because that uh, for the for a game like this, kind of like when we were playing uh, Outriders and things like that, stuff that you normally probably would would just like gloss over and just get lost. Um, if you drop that in the Game Pass, especially in a month where you know maybe it's the key highlight. Um, then a lot of people are going to just download it, try it. Oh, crap. I'm actually going to... I was never even interested in remotely in Outriders, and I spent like a whole month playing it to death. So... <laughs> mm -hmm. As did a lot of people. Yeah, likewise, I did, I did the same thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. I kind of liked Outriders, to be honest with you. I know like a lot of people give a crap for certain things, but I'm, I like that. I like the game. It was cool. It was a lot of the time. It, it just it, it definitely was not balanced mm. like when you looked at the powers uh, because I think it the one I think what was it the trickster it was like the one power where I was just like that looks lame and stupid it was kind of like um, the division where everybody a lot of people weren't going after the uh, I think it was the tech it was basically the, it's kind of like that it was like the non like flashy cool thing everybody wanted to well, yeah, yeah. But then you found out like, oh shit, they're the ones like destroying people in the dark zone because they can like, you know, refresh their whole, you know, power and, or basically just. And that was the same thing here. They were like using those drones and were using that that tech to like destroy everything. I went for like the colossal guy because it was like fun to play because you just go over there, smash people. You know, that part was pretty sick. But that was like, this is not getting it done on these higher tier level people not working mm. but so they did have some balancing issues there but let's see i'm going through certain affinities uh game list right now they did age of booty that was an xbox uh live arcade title very early on they assisted with a lot of games left for dead black ops multiplayer dlc halo reach dlc they made crimson alliance uh for Xbox Live Arcade as well. And yeah, just a lot of like co-developing multiplayer DLC and so on. However, they are making a game uh, with Gala Games. Uh, it's a blockchain game called The Last Expedition. It looks pretty interesting. That is in development right now. They're also doing Transformers Online, which I'll be honest, I'm not too sure about the details with that, but it's very interesting. They're still working on Halo Infinite as well. They're probably doing uh, DLC and content for that, along with other studios. I mean, I do think that in the grand scheme of things, it does make sense for Certain Affinity to have Microsoft as a publisher for their game because they seem to work well with each other, So and they get along. So it just kind of makes sense that way. Um, Centurion, do you have any thoughts on this, uh, certain affinity, uh, do you think that, uh, I don't know, are you excited about, like, this rumor of a Monster Hunter-like game, uh, possibly being, you know, again, they're the lead de development studio and, uh, Xbox is publishing it? Do you think it'd be, does it sound cool? 
Well, it sounds cool for two reasons. One, I enjoy dabbling in Monster Hunter, the actual Monster Hunter game from Capcom. We all saw how that completely kind of uh, almost righted the ship for Capcom. Like, they were pretty much... Uh, becoming a very uh, oh that's one of those game companies of the past that everybody knew back in the day used to come out with some really great games but they were not exactly hitting on all cylinders and then all of a sudden they released monster hunter and it put new breath and a lot of money into capcom's pockets so definitely we could see how a game like that could be appealing to gamers uh in general and it's also really good to see that you don't always want to be known as a support studio. You know, like you, you know, you people have ambitions, they have goals and nobody ever wants to stagnate and become complacent and just be like, Oh, well, I'm just a support studio. It's that's my, that's my goal in life. No, like I'm pretty sure they had dreams and aspirations of being able to stand on their own two feet, create their own games, not be used as a, as a support studio. And I really feel that um, this is a good chance for them to shine. They're pushing out into this, this new crazy environment of gaming that seems to be all over the place. And I mean, lightning in a bottle can strike at any moment with the right game, with the right set of circumstances surrounding it. And definitely sky's the limit, especially on the Xbox side. The Xbox ecosystem is very, very enticing to game developers. Um, it's not like, forgive it, I'm just going to be blunt, it's not like the PlayStation side where they're always looking for games that somehow fit into pop culture and entertainment. Microsoft seems very flexible on the types of games that they want on their ecosystem. And also, Microsoft has a really cool product called Game Pass, which helps spotlight your game, especially if you're trying to, um, shall I say, just get an initial influx of money for one game to say to make a lot of money real quickly to be able to push to your next game um and you never know this could definitely help launch a certain infinity into a different level of game development where they go from being a support studio to standing on their own creating uh great games that we all love to enjoy and play mm -hmm. and just like to follow up with what shockley said too because I remember when Monster Hunter dropped into Game Pass Monster Hunter World, and that got a lot of good feedback. That was, I don't know, there was a lot of people playing that game. I was i was kind of surprised. Oh, I, me and a couple of friends went out and bought that game day one uh, before it came out on Game Pass. We bought the physical copies of the game, and... We weren't sure, but we completely did not regret that purchase. We actually had a good time uh, playing Monster Hunter World. Um, again, they are the major MMO players. They like they went all the way and um, hunted all the creatures. I didn't go that deep with it. I really should. Um, but definitely, um, we've seen other games like Dauntless, another uh, Monster, he uh, Monster Hunter-esque style game where you cooperate with other people to take down really amazing creatures. We're also seeing another game like that take place later this year with, uh, I believe it's Ark, Ark Hunters or something like that. Am I getting the name wrong? I think I know which game you're talking about. Yeah, I just yeah, it was at the game. Me. It was at the games. It was at the game awards. I think it's like called Ark Ark Raiders or Ark Hunters, and they had all the the machinery, the machine aliens coming in from orbit, landing on the planet, and everybody had to meet up to go fight them. So we see that there is a lot of potential for games of that nature. And uh, you never know. We might just see 
another studio kind of carved themselves out a little slice of the gaming industry. Right. And again, it's not just one source, guys, that's been talking about this. Even uh, Windows Central's uh, Jez Corden, he also confirmed that the pro that the project is in development uh, from the people he's talking to. It's got a special code name, just like the rest of them. Project uh, Suerte, if I'm saying that right, I believe. And, you know, it, it, it does coincide with a, a whole bunch of other things. I mean, even earlier... Uh, Last year, uh, Certain Affinity announced, yeah, February 2nd, 2021, Certain Affinity, Certain Affinity announced on their social media that they signed an agreement uh, to lead development on a new IP. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things that seem to be aligned here that seem to go, yeah, that uh, they're working on, you know, something with uh, Xbox, which is pretty cool. Uh, Surgeon, I don't know, like, what do you th think about this? Uh, or would you be excited to check out a Monster Hunter-like uh, title coming from Xbox Game Studios and Certain Affinity? I guess if it's anything like Monster Hunter, then yeah, definitely. Because I, I when that dropped in Game Pass, I wasn't really... My friend told me about it um and he said he might it might not be a game i like because it's he said it's a little slow i thought well i mean you know i can play slow considered games or whatever and then i started playing it and i just never stopped and then i think 900 hours later i was just like you know what i i love this game and then it left game pass uh after about 900 hours and i said you know what? i'll get i'll get iceborne when i have more time to get it because right now i don't really have the time to sit down and play iceborne but if microsoft are funding certain affinity to kind of spread their wings from being because they are i was looking at their ip list or what they've worked on on their website and they're essentially they're essentially a microsoft support studio in everything yeah. but name mm -hmm. yeah so uh i looked at that and said uh, one thing this kind of speaks to is the general plan with what microsoft's doing with these studios and it's giving them time and resources to go out and essentially make the game that they want to make. Uh, there's a very powerful quote that, uh, who's the head of Rare, Rare? Is it Craig Duncan? Is it Craig Duncan? Yeah, it's, that, Craig, him, it's right? Craig Duncan, yeah. Yeah, there's a very powerful quote where he said in an interview that, because um, they were the pioneers of Game Pass, the first, the first first party game to launch day and date in Game Pass, and he said he asked Phil Spencer if, okay, just to say, um, I'm just spitballing here, Phil. If Sea of Thieves gets released in Game Pass in it, but it doesn't sell any copies, are you okay with that? And he says that Phil was categorical and he said, absolutely. And I think to a developer, that's so powerful. You even see it with the testimonial videos from the testimonies from people like ninja theory and you know when you hear things like uh when you hear things from tim schaefer where he's saying that before he even considered going with microsoft or putting double fine in microsoft's hands he went around to all his friends in the studio and said is this is this legit is this you telling me i can just sell my studio to microsoft and make whatever game i want and they essentially said dude it's better yeah they said then they essentially said dude it's better so he then obviously sold Ninja Theory, had their one where they said they don't want to be caught in the AAA machine. They just want to be able to make 
their games. They just want to be able to make their games completely removed from the AAA machine. And I think a lot of people underestimate that that's what these studios are being given time to do. So if it means that certain affinity can make a game that they or work on a game that they've always wanted to make and then that lead to another one and another one uh, under Microsoft's wing, then yeah, I am all for uh, certain affinities interpretation of what or, or their idea of Monster Hunter. Because I do love Mon- I do love Monster Hunter. I mean, it took Capcom long enough. I think people are always telling Capcom, I'm telling you, Capcom, this game will do numbers in the West. Just send it over there. And Capcom said, oh, it's a bit too much of a Japanese game. You guys might not get it. So Capcom, we're telling you, just bring it over. And then eventually they brought it over. And then what happened? They're best selling game ever. So uh, yeah, so yeah, I'm I'm totally fine with <laughs> certain affinities version of Monster Hunter. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it sounds like, uh, again, something that Xbox would be interested in, interested in checking out. Uh, like you guys said, you know, there's a lot of connect the dots with certain affinity. They they seem to work well together. They, they're basically an Xbox support studio at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, again, they there would be like acquisition talks, depending on, again, how this game does. But uh, they basically just work with Xbox exclusively at this point. Uh, so, yeah, may as well just make yeah. it official. So It also helps that it's headed up by a Bungie OG guy as well. So that's... Um, oh, Hoberman, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Hoberman. So, I mean, he obviously he knows Bungie culture, he knows Halo. And I think that would be pretty cool to have Hoberman and Staten link up again. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree with you, Surgeon. And honestly, like, again, we don't know too much about this project, but I like the idea, again, of a different kind of IP, you know, just having some more variety in there. And, yeah, I mean, I'm just curious. I'm very curious about, uh, you know, again, when this title is going to be announced. I think Jez said or he suggested something about a 2023 reveal. So still got a little while to wait to see what they're working on, but eh, it's okay. We got a lot of games to check out until then. So no worries on that front. Um, Okay, guys, I think we'll uh, move on to our last talking point of the night. And it appears as if Blizzard have announced a new IP, which a lot of people weren't expecting a few days ago. They made an announcement over social media, and it just, again, it surprised everybody. Like, huh? What? Uh, Centurion Buddy. I mean, this kind of came out of nowhere. Do you have any thoughts on this? Uh, this new Blizzard IP that they, they just kind of sprang on everybody? Thoughts are it's kind of a bag of a mixed emo- a bag of a mixed emotions um we all know that the activision situation over there has made a lot of people kind of uh trepidatious as to say it to what to the games that are being released over there we all saw that there was actually people that did not want to support activision games um when um what is it diablo 2 the remaster came out they didn't want to buy that because it had the activision logo on it same with call of duty vanguard i'm not saying that they completely changed activision uh with not buying the game but it was a significant decline in sales for both games 
and now all of a sudden we're seeing a renewed hype for IP coming out of Activision, especially with the whole Microsoft uh, potential purchase of Activision. And I'm really excited to see what is going to come out of Activision. Are we going to see more uh, passion projects that are being done by developers that are passionate for the games that they want to create versus um, what was referred to as the Call of Duty salt mine? Um, I'm excited. Um, I guess it's going to be somewhat of a survival-esque game. Um, but I'm curious to see what kind of a spin we're going to get from Activision. I mean... I never thought in a hundred years I'd enjoy Overwatch, but I played that game one time and got completely addicted. And that was a completely new and original IP from Activision. And so we do know Activision has the ability to create games that people will enjoy. And I wish I knew more about this game. I can't really go into too much on that because all we really know is it's going to be like a survival type game and what do you know if the artwork that keeps being shown around is that even concept artwork or is that just artwork that somebody slapped on there for the story i'm pretty sure well, it's concept. Careful, careful saying concept artwork because some people might get offended <laughs> oh god what well, i don't even want to know no i i yeah, <laughs> right that's what like I, I, concept means that this is not exactly like it's this isn't exactly what it's going to look like. This is just what we're trying to achieve. Yeah, just, just it, it's been a wild two. It's been a wild two weeks on Twitter. People just getting offended by loads of things. Concept artwork was the most recent one, and I just thought, all right, no, I'm logging off. No, <laughs> too much Twitter for me. No, thank you. <laughs> no, it is official artwork though for the concept. Anyways, let's just call it that. The uh, idea that uh they're currently working on um it, it like from what i gather i mean you know it, it's it looks like I, I mean, again guys these are slim details just a little bit of artwork but it, i mean it looks like a a fantasy title from the looks of it, a fantasy survival game which is pretty interesting um and like you said centurion too um it's interesting that this is because this is the first new IP from Blizzard since what Overwatch you're saying? I believe so. Yes, yeah, so I'm just gonna say I believe so because uh, they it, it, Activision is really become notorious for <clears throat> let's see, uh, re what remakes have I seen in Activision in the past few years? Um, Spyro, Crash, um, uh, Crash Bandicoot, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Um, so they, they, they are known for doing that, doing remakes of their old IPs. Um, I was completely blown away when they did, uh, Crash Bandicoot 4. Um, but, um, now it seems like they've been a very concentrated group of studios on Call of Duty. And I really think that's what really hurt Activision in the long run. And this has me excited to see some new IP. Are we going to see something with um like an art style like we get from world of warcraft or are we going to get something with an art style that they have right now with overwatch um that's one thing i have actually enjoyed about activision is for never playing world of warcraft i love the way the world it the way it looks um i have a friend who has played world of warcraft told a lot about told me a lot about it 
And it sounds like a very interesting game and a very uh, thought out game when it comes to lore. And that's when you really see develop, uh, developers shine is when they're able to work on what they're passionate for. But we also see what happens when you lose that passion. And that was the downfall of World of Warcraft because a lot of people left the game because it just became more about mm. the money and, and just other things that they weren't agreeing that the direction that the game was going. And same with the Activision studios in general. They just went down this path that it seemed like they couldn't stop walking down. They just seemed to be blinded by what Call of Duty could generate, not realizing that you can only go to the well so many times before that well kind of dries up or just becomes the same old thing over and over again. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting, too, because I saw some Blizzard devs, like, obviously comment on this. And while they couldn't say very much, even some of the ones that, again, had left and because of the situation with, like, Blizzard and Activision and so on, a lot of them were pretty excited they're like you know despite everything it's like oh you know this this game like we're really looking forward to so i mean that i mean to me that kind of says something it's like okay well if these guys are excited for what's coming damn i mean you know maybe we should keep an eye on this one um but you know isn't it interesting too that <laughs> what it's it's two weeks after the activision blizzard acquisition from uh microsoft and or at least the uh the intent to buy and it's like oh we get a random uh new ip reveal just out of nowhere it's like oh interesting very interesting so i don't know it's um like i i really hope it's just again it's its own unique world again it sounds like a brand new ip that's not connected to uh world of warcraft or any other universe over at blizzard so I'm very curious to see what they have. Uh, Shock Buddy, uh, do you have any like comments on this? Uh, were you surprised to see Blizzard just announce a new survival game just out of you know thin air, just out of the blue? Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely <laughs> that's I mean that's the thing that's cool with the for upcoming like through the years through this gen um, is that you're gonna have probably new announced games just on a whim just because there's so many studios that some of them just might not you know be able to fit all in like <laughs> what like we just saw what their e3 like presentation was with what was it like a two-hour show with bethesda and um and all their other first party studios they already had now you're gonna throw activision in there um mm -hmm. which activision i don't think they even really had their own press press conference um because they usually just piggyback on whoever had the call of duty deal and then if they had any other you know ip or i think maybe there's the pc um show and that's probably where they'd show off like more of the lizard stuff um but yeah i mean that's i mean it's cool you can probably assume this one's probably gonna you know be an exclusive um well with it also being blizzard probably had no intention or plan to come to playstation um, and then I think hopefully they're just going to work and do what they can to, uh, make sure some of these more PC games, obviously Diablo start to, you know, be able to go over to console with Diablo three. Um, but hopefully they're focusing on like, Hey, make sure every, um, you know, Blizzard game is able to come over to a console, which I think they've done a pretty good job of, 
about doing with the uh, what was the other art uh, Age of Empires? Did that go to uh, console yet, or was that still for PC only? Uh, it's still PC only right now, but there's talk of it okay. uh, coming to console. Well, a console announcement sometime later in the year. So watch. But yeah, if they can bring like WoW to console and stuff like that, because that's probably been like a huge barrier. Like, because at the time when WoW started. PC gaming just wasn't near like what it is today, um, so I think that'd be a huge like boost if that just like dropped into uh, console. I think they would still keep that a separate subscription, kind of like they have with the ESO. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool to see any new stuff, actually new concept or new IP come from Blizzard because I don't think we've had new IP from Blizzard for a super long time so um any new ideas that coming out of them you know is definitely exciting mm -hmm. well it comes to mind too i remember early last year you know out of nowhere bethesda dropped oh yeah there's uh we're making an indiana jones game by machine games and it's just like oh wow that came out of nowhere and of course it was like a mm -hmm. couple of months after xbox bought them so it just again and uh, it was just kind of like, oh, wow, this is cool, but just really out of thin air. So, again, just interesting, interesting timing to everything. Um, Surgeon, I'm interested on your thoughts on this, too. Like, again, this, I mean, this is looking like, again, an IP that's pretty, pretty far out. But uh, well, people at Blizzard seem to be pretty excited about this. Um I don't know. Is this the uh, like from the sounds of it? This is a survival game, uh, from what they're saying, uh, fantasy from the looks of it. Is this something that gets you uh, kind of hyped and interested uh, coming out of Blizzard? I'm always um, curious about what Blizzard is 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 doing because I mean, ever since Overwatch, Overwatch. I remember the first time I saw the trailer for Overwatch, and uh, I would, and I was in a phone call. I was in a phone call on Skype or whatever it was at the time. Skype, Discord, can't remember. And I remember saying, "Oh, I want to play as that character." Oh, actually, I want to play as that character. Oh, I just want to play as all of them, every single character. They they've got such a flair with their visual design um, that I just wanted to play all the characters. So when the first trailer drops, I can I can see myself, especially if they bring it to console because that's where i like to do most of my gaming i can definitely see myself just being interested uh in it it felt like it was a statement to say yes we'll be free because i don't think this game's coming anytime soon <laughs> uh but i think it was a statement from blizzard especially when i think is is what is what is mikey barra's position at blizzard i think he's pretty much the head Pretty much the head. Yeah, yeah. The other, was the other lady that they brought in. I guess she left because she found out. I guess she wasn't getting paid as much as Mike was. The yeah. Issue. So, yeah. So I imagine that was very, very heavily orchestrated by Mike to say, "Blizzard is back." You know, especially when there's just all this talk of Blizzard because, you know, you don't you, you don't let the fire settle and already you're announcing a new intellectual property that couldn't possibly be out in the next year. Also, but it's more a statement of when this when this acquisition is done, Blizzard's got something cooking for you, and that's what it felt like to me. And it's just okay, now we can look forward to more content from Blizzard again. That's 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 exciting. So it's definitely drummed up a lot of hype for Blizzard once more because 
I think everybody was kind of reserved with their hype purely because of all the calamities that Blizzard have had. So, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, survival horror is not really... Is it survival horror? It is, isn't it? It's a survival uh, game or is it just a survival? It just, they just said survival. But I don't know if survival. it's... Like, Damn. again, details are very slim. It, it looks like a, like a fantasy kind of setting from just general artwork that got uh, released in the announcement. Again, slim pickings for details, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It just It is interesting, though, that they're going with a survival game. But, you know, it, it depends how, you know, they're, they're tackling that, right? And what will be unique to yeah. it and, you know... What kind of crafting and uh you know there's a lot of interesting like i'm just imagining how a a blizzard survival game will go so well so, so someone did write underneath it they said is this they asked is this set in the blizzard offices by any chance and i just thought you know what you win you win <laughs> <I'm not. laughs> Ooh, ouch ouch just said you win you win does no one's top it no one's topping that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but it, I think it's just the freedom to make instead of whatever they were. Because did you see that woman? Uh, I think her name's. I want to say her name's Tracy Kennedy. I didn't. I got the tweet somewhere, uh, and she was very, very um, candid about how Bobby Kotick made them do so much work on Overwatch Two, and then just canned all of it. Oh. And she was very candid about how. Um, you know, Bobby Kotick's a coward and whatever. Why don't you tell them about that, Bobby? And it seems like there's just this overall... Because a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, the developers, it's not fair. Um, they're all going to lose their jobs. And all I've been seeing is just overwhelming positivity from the developers regarding this acquisition, even from the Overwatch community, because um, the Overwatch community have effectively said, effectively said, look, Overwatch is dead. Nothing's reviving it. And then this acquisition or proposal for an acquisition is just the shot and shot in the arm that the intellectual property needed as well as things like starcraft because i think yeah. what these yeah what these studios realize is that we can make essentially what game we want we can make essentially what game that we want we don't have to be stuck I, I, i'm surprised that there's not more i know there's a ton of excitement but i'm surprised that there's not a ton more excitement with activision blizzard that these guys don't have to work on the same franchises year in year out anymore because that's not what the business is where that's always been the business at activision is that if you don't have the drip feed of call of duty then essentially the studio the, the studio ceases to exist that's not a thing with xbox and game pass and their initiative so to speak so yeah i mean blizzard getting to make the game that blizzard getting to make that game announcing it at the height of the acquisition is just a pure statement on Mike Ybarra's part of just saying this generation we are going to make basically make 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 a new um a, a game that's like Overwatch with the same amount of hype just in the survival genre and it'll be a Blizzard survival game you know Blizzard did their own version of hero shooters with Overwatch and Overwatch is probably one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. Uh, best hero shooters I've ever played. I didn't expect to like it, but I ended up lo I ended up loving it. I've got hours and hours of footage on my hard drive of just things that I've done in Overwatch that I just love going back to and looking and just going, 
ha, yeah, that actually felt good because that guy was just harassing me. So, yeah, I mean, if Blizzard can trap that lightning in a bottle with this survival game, then it'll be awesome. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, mm. again, like, and just hoping that, again, they're able to unleash those creative juices now that, again, they have this, you know, the backing of bloody Microsoft and Xbox Game Studios behind them, and they're not trapped just to, again, work on just one or two franchises and then, you know, just milk those out. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I'm just, I'm very curious to see what comes out of them, as I'm sure a lot of people in the chat are as well, and everybody listening in. Um, okay, guys, I think uh, now uh, looking at uh, the time, I think now is a good point to start wrapping things up. And, uh, you know, I really have to say it was a really fun show. I mean, it always is. But, you know, we we had a really good chat tonight. We talked. Let's see what we talk about. We talked about Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon posting some really impressive uh, numbers and statistics as well. Uh, many bits of news and leaks that dropped uh, this past week uh, from certain infinity and so on. And if anybody who tuned in tonight enjoyed the show, then please consider leaving a like, sharing this show out across social media, and subbing to the channel. Also hit the uh, bell, uh, the notification button, just to get notified whenever the show goes live. Uh, believe it or not, your engagement does help us out a lot. So again, we really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, okay, let's uh, head to the outros now, starting with our guest, uh, Surgeon. Bud, thanks for hanging out with us, despite the uh, the time frame, the time difference. Uh, really, really appreciate you hanging out with us. You're always really cool to chat with. Uh, where can everybody follow you at? Uh, same name on uh, Twitter. Thanks for having me, by the way. Same name on Twitter. Same name on YouTube. Just if you are going to follow and if you are going to subscribe, just be prepared for just stupidity. Really, I'm not. Really, no, I, I I try not to take anything anything seriously. I don't like being on. I don't. I, I don't like being on Twitter and responding to a lot of the fanboy drivel that I see. I read it and go, hmm. How can I turn this into something where I don't want to have a com I don't want to have a conversation. I just want to ridicule this person because this person's an idiot. But yeah, you can just find me all around. Just posting memes stupid memes i've made a recent meme with sarah bond which was just stupid <laughs> uh, it's just her her doing the michael jackson thriller dance with games with game pass following her it's just really i don't even know what possessed me to do it i just did it <laughs> so that's what you can expect if you if you follow if you subscribe you can just expect all of that but yeah same name same yeah but thank you very much for having me. This was, this was, this was great. Anytime, but we got to get you on another time. And uh, I got to check out that video. I don't think I've seen it. So uh, always a good laugh. Always yeah. a good laugh checking out uh, your stuff. Um, <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> anytime, pal. Uh, moving on to the TXR regulars. Uh, Centurion Buddy. Awesome show as per usual. Uh, love your commentary and energy. Where can the fine folks follow you at? Well, gents, it's been a great time. Uh, thanks for definitely uh, being. Thanks for being here, man. It was great to have a conversation. Uh, definitely good closeout to the week for those joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Um, if you want to continue finding me and my content, you can find me at Centurion One Three Zero Seven right here on YouTube, Xbox Live, and of course Twitter. 
And you can also find me every Sunday night right here on the TXR podcast with these amazing gentlemen. And thank you to our guests for being here as well. Indeed. All right. Moving on here. Eric Shockley, buddy. Good show as per usual. Uh, Where can everybody follow you at? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shockner on Twitter, Easy Shock on Xbox Live. Um, but yeah, good show tonight. And uh, yeah, thanks for our guests stopping by, filling in since we're a little short today. But uh, yep, everybody have a good night. Mm-hmm. Well said, short and sweet, Shockley. And to round out the cast, you guys can find my content on YouTube at Invader Gaming. And of course, I mean, I'm trying to get a little more active on Twitter. I've been posting some. Uh, Recent retro pickups, uh, pictures of just games I picked up, old Xbox games and so on. Uh, you can find my Twitter at Invader underscore 1986. Again, great show tonight. And, hey, I'm already looking forward to seeing you all here next weekend, as I'm sure all the other guys are. See you later, folks. It was a great